This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, today was certainly a scorcher, and every sexpert likes it hot, and this sexpert is no exception. So let's talk about how some like it hot in this secret society known as sex. You know, the one where everyone's doing it and no one's talking about it, except, of course, yours truly here every Sunday night, live on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. But, you know, this show is more... More than a sex show, I just use the sex to seduce you to listen to information about health, relationships, love, and your body. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author of the book Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other, researcher, blogger, clinician, TED speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex and health. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies. Just fearless, straight-up talk about sex and health. Let's hope for you it will be illuminating, educational, get you thinking, and get you having a little bit more fun. So please stay with me. Do put the kitties to bed as listener discretion is advised. We are talking about S-E-X, you know, if they can spell that, it's probably okay for them to, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, you use your good parental judgment. If anyone has any out there, the way we're raising kids these days, little, days little princes and princesses, a bunch of narcissists. Anyway, I digress. There's an aspect of sexual health that is dark, and that is sexual abuse, unwanted sexual advances, pedophilia, and rape. Of course, for those who of you of you who've been sexually abused or in any way assaulted, you are never far from my heart. I wish you all the best on your healing journey, and I keep you in my thoughts and prayers always. And uh, the, whatever it takes, and, and at times I address some of these subjects in the show, and as difficult as that can be, um, so uh, there may be something that uh, you may hear that may help you. And uh, certainly we have a guest on tonight. She is indeed a TEDx speaker as well. And she gave a powerful talk uh, a couple of months ago on, at the Queen Elizabeth Theater on the TEDx Stanley Park stage. Her name is Jill Prescott. And she's going to talk tonight about the malignancy associated with keeping secrets. We have a great show tonight. Uh, but first and foremost, without further ado, welcome back, Matt. How's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. It feels great to be back. Oh, it's so nice nice to have you back i missed you you know it was a quick month i can't believe how quick like it just flew by uh, didn't yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it did sort of i guess i don't know <laughs> there's no time in the day so all went well over there in, oh, uh, absolutely Victoria? fantastic and now i'm officially done school so oh congratulations yeah thank wow. you graduation next month uh, what's that graduation song? It's not coming to mind. Anyway, well, uh, good for you. I'll that's, dig it up. <laughs> that's, yeah, <laughs> please do. Uh, so another future broadcaster in our midst. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, you do such a great job here supporting me, and I, I need all the support I can get. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> you know my technical skills are limited to things that vibrate only. But uh, otherwise, I, I, I fake it pretty well, pretty darn well. Somebody said that to me one time. They said, you look so techie, and you're so not. I just had all the gear, all the stuff surrounding me. Anyway, speaking of things surrounding you, uh, I'm going to talk also tonight about what makes you look gorgeous. So I, I, uh, it's hot, finally, thank goodness. So I've started my swimming again, my ocean swimming. 
and I saw somebody on the beach, and, and now this guy is like a marathon triathlete. You know, he's like looking for places around the world where he, where he can run marathons, and so he swims in a full-on um, wetsuit. So I said to his wife, oh, so does he wear that wetsuit all the time when he's swimming, even in the summer? And she said, yes, he does. He's so thin, she said. And I'm like, oh, poor guy, so thin. I don't have that problem. <laughs> but the reality is he's so thin that he gets so cold, apparently, and that's why he has to wear the wetsuit. But, I mean, you know, I get cold, too. It's like ice at 6 o'clock in the morning sometimes. But, you know, honestly, the wetsuit just doesn't look that good. You know, I'm swimming with five or six other people in the morning. So you have to think about what makes you look attractive to other people. And there are a few things that uh, can help. One one of them I've been utilizing for a long time now, and I suggest that you do the same. So you have to stay with me and find out what that is. I don't know if it's working for me because they don't have something this big, uh, as big as what I needed to cover <laughs> on the market yet. But if you want to develop that, that would be fantastic. I'd really appreciate it. Continuing on with the great program that we have tonight, uh, returning to the show is our regular health contributor and cardiologist extraordinaire to the sports stars around town anyway, Dr. John Weisler. He's going to talk to us about exercising the importance for your brain, both brains, guys. Anyway, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the only one you ever think with. Uh, so I welcome Dr. Weisler. And what is synonymous with preventive health? Well, that would be Zilly Health. Going to be talking to you about a conference where I'm going to be speaking amongst amazing physicians and uh, other healthcare providers who are focused on preventive health and how that can make your life so much better, and especially your quality of life and, of course, your sex life, because that's what I'm interested in uh, for you, of course. I want you to have the best sex life and relationship possible. I'm also going to be talking about, uh, hey, Matt, did you are, you are you keeping track of my TED uh, talk? No, I How haven't. How many views? Take a guess. Oh, you're, you're over 2 million, I'd guess. T- like 2.1, or what do you want to say? Let's say 2.2. Okay, three point five five six two seven. But who's counting? Yeah, three over three point six million. Holy moly! And you know the some of the folks at over the TED uh, organization, the TEDx Stanley Park organization, will say, "What is it that you do to get those views?" And honestly, I, you know, I really haven't done much. I've shared it on LinkedIn. I've shared it on Facebook. I've gone on some podcasts. So I was invited on some podcasts. So I really haven't done. You know, I don't have that marketing uh, savvy or, um, you know, techie marketing savvy or social media, digital, whatever it takes, because there are a lot of people that are skilled in that. If you have that, uh, call me because I actually want to get 7 million if I actually could do something. But there was one message on that feed that actually was a window into why 3.6 million <laughs> people have viewed it. And I'm going to read that little email tonight. It's like, oh, that's why. Oh, okay. A little disappointing. But nonetheless, it's always good with the bad. So I'll, I'll talk to you about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about yoga and the benefits of yoga on men's sexual health and uh, internal struggles of men. I don't think you have any of those, Matt. I'm sure you don't. I mean, no, you know what all guys do. And everybody has internal struggles. Everybody questions that certain things and has pressures, societal pressures on them, whether it's about their relationship, their sexuality, uh, you know, their choices in life. So 
going to address that as a continuation of the men in depression discussions that uh, we've been having uh, uh, of late. So it's lovely for you to join me here tonight. And uh, if you have any calls uh, for us, you want to talk to Matt or me about sex, mainly me, I would hope. But anyway, (laughs) 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. That's 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you have any questions for the doctors that are going to be in here this evening uh, or my fine guest, Jill Prescott, who's going to be talking about secrets. By all means, call those. If you are too shy, you can, there's a phone number you can call me and leave a message uh, if you need help in the area of sexual health or relationships. I'm going to read a bunch of emails that I've been receiving lately. It's um, quite interesting. Uh, the TED talk that I gave called No Sex marriage, masturbation, cheating, loneliness, and shame, which is on YouTube. So if you want to go and uh, view it there, I I suppose I have also announced it on this show. Um, So if you would like to go and view that, you can. But if you have a problem and have an issue and you just need to talk about it, you know, I forgot to, I often forget to tell people, there is a number you can call me directly and leave a message, 604-449-8459. So too shy to talk. That's a shame because you won't win the prize that I have. And I've had complaints, oh yeah, from you guys. They're like, you always give out sex toys for women. Well, I have one for guys tonight. Matt's mouth is wide open. Let's hear about this. <laughs> well, let me just find out what it is. <laughs> it's called the Air Tech Twist. Who said I'm not a techie? Did I say that? I was kidding. Anyway, so uh, yeah, this is like, uh, this is quite a good, I was feeling really generous when I purchased that baby. Anyway, uh, so you can call me 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll give that out a little bit later on in the program. We do have some tickets to the event next week that I'm speaking at, the Zilly Health uh, Conference. It's going to be at the Convention Center. That's going to be an amazing networking event and also learning about sexual health. The movers and shakers of the province are going to be there, and I hope you are too. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you as I do live every Sunday evening. Thank you so much for joining me. I am honored to be joined in the studio by a woman who uh, just overwhelmed me through her TEDx talk. You see, there is a societal malignancy known as sexual abuse, sexual assault, rape, sexual violence, and few people have the courage and uh, nothing against those who can't, but have the courage to speak up and talk about the experience, let alone on a stage at the Queen Elizabeth Theater in front of 2,500 people and then carry on with her message in the interest of helping others who are living with secrets and in shame. Welcome, Jill Prescott, to the studio. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. You delivered an amazing TED Talk called Being Vulnerable Gave Me Freedom from Sexual Abuse and Bullying. Tell me a little bit about uh, your story. Yeah, well, I uh, obviously have been on a healing journey for many, many years. I grew up in a really small town in Ontario and uh, in a family with six kids. So there wasn't a lot of time uh, or or attention, I suppose, for that type of thing. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know anybody out there who's got older siblings, but you learn early to keep secrets in a big family. Because, you know, they do something mean to you and then they say, if you tell mom, they're going to do something worse. So it starts innocently enough. But for me, um, it got much worse very quickly. So at age nine, um, I was assaulted by three girls in the neighborhood for several months at a time. And it was, there was sexual abuse, uh, physical, emotional abuse. 
and I didn't tell anybody. And you were nine years old when I this happened. I was nine. Very yeah. few people will realize that girls can abuse girls or yeah. that women can abuse boys or that women yeah. can abuse girls. Yeah. But that happened to you. Yeah. And, you know, it was at a time in my life. And I think this is another part. And I'm going to bring this up because there was no conversations about sex in my home. It wasn't a topic. No one talked about it. So I had no idea. I think that if this conversation had been happening at a young age about what sex was and, that I, and about our bodies and how we have, domin- uh, you know, we, we, we have uh, control over our own bodies and we can say no and boundaries and all of that, this wouldn't have happened. So nobody said there are certain areas of your no. body, the private parts or anything like that. It was there never was no, mentioned. There was no discussion on that stuff. No. Uh, certainly that I, do, that I remember. Right. I'm certain your mother never expected something like this no, to happen to you not. either. No, of course not. Of course not. It was not, uh, it, it was, there was no, no malice. There was no abuse in my home. It was nothing like that. Of it was not. only that, you know, there was a lot of people in a, in a house. And at that time, this was not a conversation to be had. Right. There was laundry to be done, food to exactly, put on the table. That's there was right. a lot of work that you're And I think had also, to too, at that time, this was in, like, I was born in 66. So this was in the 70s. And, you know, at that time, I think the idea was mostly don't talk about it and it won't happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and sex is so associated with shame. Exactly. That's right. So if we don't talk about it, it might not happen. Exactly. There's a lot of people that view it that way. But That's right. But it happened. It did. And yeah. it changed your life. And at some yeah, it point, did. it changed the direction of your life by keeping these secrets. And ultimately, that is was sort of the rollout of this was mm-hmm. that you lived in, you lived with secrets. Yep. Well, and the one thing leads to another. That's how it goes, right? So Mm -hmm. because that was a secret, then I kept a secret about being raped at 16. I kept a secret about being sexually active at 17, and that cost me the capacity to bear children. And Uh, tell me about that. You actually had some abdominal pain, and you presented to the emergency department. Yeah, so my mom took me in, and um, they couldn't figure out what it was, so they took my appendix out um, and basically said, well, we don't need them anyway, so we're just going to take that out. (laughs) But didn't they ask your mother if you were sexually active? And me. They asked First the doctor asked me, and then my mother asked me, and I adamantly denied it. To both? Adamantly, to both of them, yes. Right. I just didn't. I couldn't. By then, I was. That's what I did. I kept secrets. I mean, it was. I was programmed for it at that point. Right. So it actually wasn't your appendix. No, it was not. And I found out. So uh, the the little history on all of that was: um, I got married at nineteen. I was pregnant three times. The third time, an ectopic that uh, went horribly wrong, and I almost died in hospital with that one. And then uh, at thirty seven. I, sorry, 36, I finally went to a gynecologist because I'd been trying to get pregnant for all of my life. The first two, pre- were the first two pregnancies of your marriage, yes. did they end in miscarriage? That's right. Okay. And, and the, the third, third and one... then it was an ectopic. Okay. Yeah. So at 36, uh, I went in to find out if there was any possibility of getting pregnant because I'd been mourning every month since I was a you know, very young woman. And um, what he disclosed to me was that there was scar tissue um, on the side that the appendix was removed, but there was also scar tissue from an old, old ectopic pregnancy. So when I was 17 and I denied that I was sexually active, there was actually an ectopic pregnancy in the tube. So it had caused blockage. And so the times that I got pregnant afterwards, they just never made it through. Of course. So, and I didn't know till I was And late. so it basically changed the direction of your life. Completely. By losing both fallopian tubes. Completely. And therefore rendering you... Yeah. Sterile or yeah. unable to yeah. uh, conceive. Yeah. 
and yeah. which is another trauma on That's top right. of the trauma yeah. that you had to deal with. And, and it's uh, just amazing how resilient <laughs> and uh, strong and courageous some people are, and that is you. Well, I mean, people are. We have we have the capacity to heal through so much stuff. I mean, I have so much faith in humanity and their capacity to move through things. And you know, really, it's just there's there it, there is absolutely a way to heal no matter what's gone on. And, and part of that is facing the truth, facing absolutely. what happened, looking at your problems. I talk about that quite a bit yep. on the program. Um, and you're going to talk about healing because mm-hmm. healing, I imagine, is is a big part of your life and, and a long-term journey. So I'm yes. going to ask you to stay over sure. uh, through the news. Yeah. And uh, when we come back, Jill is so graciously going to share her story about her healing journey and how mm. that might help you. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on this very hot day. I love it. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be a sex bird if I didn't like it hot. Hopefully you do too. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. If it's the first time you are listening to me, I am a registered nurse in the field of sexual health. I uh, do a lot of work around uh, violence against women as well. I work in the judicial system and and mental health and addictions. I I also work in technology. I just uh, bring it all under one roof. I have some new and exciting work that I'm doing, uh, marrying or matchmaking medicine with technology and innovation. So I'll be uh, telling a little bit more about that next week, I think. I should wait until then. But uh, but I'm headed off to the uh, Conference Board of Canada's health and technology meeting tomorrow at the Western Bayshore, so I look forward to that. Uh, So if you are just joining us as well, um, Jill Prescott is in the studio, and she is a TEDx colleague colleague of mine. She spoke this year at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre in front of 2,500 people, and she courageously told and shared her story about how she was sexually abused by girls at the tender age of nine from her neighborhood. And how that set the foundation for many other secrets that she kept in her life for things that she was doing or things that had happened to her and how it changed the direction of her life. Jill, thanks for staying Mm -hmm. in the studio and sharing uh, this information, this very heartfelt information. Um, Healing from sexual abuse, I often say, takes a lifetime. Yes, it does. Yeah, and it's a a continuous journey and you can take Mm -hmm. a few steps forward and maybe 10 steps back. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of women in my clinical practice who have suffered for years and at, you know, in their 60s, mm-hmm. they present and they, uh, I may be the first person that they've ever That's right. told it's impacted their sexuality and their mm-hmm. relationships and their sex lives. And, and it's, a, it's a tragedy of un, unspeakable uh, uh, magnitude. It's just, uh, it's just incredible and it's really... Yeah. It affects so many people. It I does. work in mental health and addictions, and, and somebody was asking me about the people on the downtown east side, and I said, you know, 90 to 95% of them were sexually abused as, as children. That's right. You know, that's the problem, and that's the problem we need to address, even with this fentanyl crisis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the sexual abuse does not discriminate. It, obviously, you grew up in a small town in Ontario. It happens in the suburbs. It happens very common to be a relative or somebody yep. that the child knows. Mm-hmm. And that was certainly your case. Yep. Um, just a 
to wrap up. You were abused by friends, supposedly, <laughs> in your neighborhood. And girls can be so mean, but, oh, yeah. uh, but there's, that's, that's about <laughs> as low as it gets. So the healing part, mm-hmm. tell me a bit about the, what that journey has been like for you. Yeah, well, I first started speaking about it. I first told a counselor about it when I was 26 years old. And um, that was my first kind of dipping my toe into the waters of possibility that maybe this wasn't actually my fault and I wasn't quite as dumb or all of that stuff because it comes along with everything. When, your child. Yeah. But most people think it's their fault. They, they totally think there's they something do. they could have done Somehow to stop it. it's your fault. Right. That's right. And there's guilt and there's shame and, and you think you're stupid and there's something wrong with you and you're broken and all of those kind of things. So uh, I did a bit of work at that age. Uh, however, I didn't really... Um, start diving into the full expression of the healing until I was in my 40s. And I really did a lot of things for a lot of my lifetime to cover up the hurt, to um, act like I was very successful and doing very well and happy. And then one day that all kind of came crumbling down around me after my second divorce. And I'd left the business that I was in, had been in for 20 years. I was a finance manager in the car business for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And when I finally found my way out of it, uh, just before I'd been diagnosed with brain lesions. And oh. when they diagnosed me, they first thought it said I, they thought I had MS, and it scared me, yeah. as you can imagine. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and I was also um, not going to allow that particular diagnosis to be one that, um, that altered who I was I, in the way of I wasn't going to let it take me down. Right. So, was so it, your marriage had fallen apart. Your second marriage had fallen apart. Yes. Was, was that sort of the... I, I, I don't even like to use the term the wake-up call or the, no. the reckoning. Was well, it? It partly because when I looked back on what had happened in the marriage, I could see w- I'd allowed abuse to continue in my life through that. So when Were both I, marriages abusive? Yeah, no, the second one, the first one was not. Okay. Uh, he was a, he's a wonderful man. He's, we're still in touch. He's lovely. I'm actually friends with his wife. <laughs> oh, that, that's always the way, especially. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the two wives always seem to find some common ground there. Go it's figure. Uh, I was one of the first people he introduced her to when he met her. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Anyway. <laughs> you have any trouble, talk to her. That's right. <laughs> She'll know everything. It'll be the exact same. I've done no work and I bring the same baggage to this marriage. Uh, no, too funny. They were actually much better suited than him and I were, but... Anyways, uh, the second marriage was just not, you know, I, I, I allowed myself to be taken advantage of over mm-hmm. and over again. And mm-hmm. when I when that kind of ended and I was looking for a new relationship and I don't know, it just came. I think that the, the, the crutch in it, the like the catalyst for me was absolutely the brain lesions because it had me begin to look at, all right, what is this about? And I, it was, and I was also at that time just kind of dipping my toe into the spiritual conversation about healing that way and what spirituality meant to me and what was my relationship to it because I was also raised Catholic and had rejected that a long time before. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody said to me, have you ever heard of a kundalini awakening? And um, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know what that is, essentially, when you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing in your life, the universe will give you a little tap and then it'll shake you and then shove you. And if you still don't listen, it'll slam you to the ground. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like it. So that's what happened with the brain lesions. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't like that for you. But, <laughs> well, uh, it also was the wake up call. Right. It's, I started and you're healthy at, and well from I'm the brain fine. lesions and today. Now, a, they- uh, a year after the, the, when they first saw them, uh, the, I went in to have them checked again, and mm-hmm. they said, well, we don't know what's happened, but um, they're, they're, they're shrinking. There's nothing to do. 
and, and are they I gone? had then yeah well I don't know if they're completely gone now but there are no absolutely oh, wow. no indications health wise oh, interesting because sometimes so. I think the body says no the body speaks to us as well oh the body absolutely speaks to you right okay <laughs> I was just thinking it might but you've confirmed yeah, it, it. All right. <laughs> good <laughs> so yeah I mean that began the journey of really understanding my part in my entire life and taking responsibility for it and, and acknowledging what had happened and speaking out about it and mm-hmm. um uh, and then doing the forgiveness work and the understanding how this could possibly happen. And at this point, what's so, and this is available to anybody who's been through this, I, can, I now use those events to fuel my own coming into consciousness. Mm-hmm. I, I, every, there, it's so layered, the, the, the gifts that are in all of it. And I know for anybody who's just looking at, a, you know, admitting even that there was abuse, or any secret, doesn't matter what it is. Exactly, or any earth-shattering shove yes. that they've just received. Exactly. They, they have to look at themselves, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. There's nothing outside. It's all internal. That's so right. you can change your mindset. You can take a, a, a different view on everything that's happened and see that it was all possibility in all of it. And you can really, you're, I, I often say that your gifts are in your pain. Right. And you do this work. I do you, this work. You've written a book, which you can't use one of the words in your book, I'm sorry, on the <laughs> air. No more, no more bleepity bleep secrets. That's right. Yes, you've written a book. So if people want more information, yeah. they can um, find your book on mm-hmm. Amazon, I guess. That's it right. Is. And, and um, also you're, you um, help people to heal. I uh, do. Guide yeah. them through their journey. And how can Absolutely. people get in touch with you to... JillPrescott.ca is my website. Fantastic. So I channel and I'm an intuitive, so I use all of that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What and um, <laughs> what 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 vibes am I giving off? <laughs> Besides the air tech twist, That's right? No. <laughs> tell, is there anything you can tell me about me <laughs> after you, the show? Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jill. Oh, it's and been my uh, pleasure. for people who want to view your amazing talk, it's on mm. YouTube called Being Vulnerable Gave Me Freedom from Sexual Abuse and Bullying. Thank you so much for thank coming you, to the Marty. studio and sharing the so appreciate sharing you your me. story. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Yeah. When I come back, we're going to be talking about Zilly Health. What's that? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here hosting this program for you. Thank you for being here with me this evening. It's always lovely to have you, and it's my pleasure, certainly. Uh, and it's certainly my pleasure to have in studio Dr. Miriam Zanadine. She is going to be talking to us about Zilly Health. What exactly is Zilly Health, Dr. Zanadine? You can call me Miriam. Nice uh, having me. Thank you so much, Maureen. For oh, you're welcome. Me on the show, um, Zilly Health is uh, started with uh, starting an initiative on bringing preventative health back into our current healthcare system, and uh, we're just uh, starting, um, just planting a seed with uh, having a women's preventative health conference next Saturday at the Vancouver Convention Center for women. And you say bringing preventive health back into our healthcare system yes. as though it was here before. No. <laughs> well, you know, since I've been a physician, uh, and I've been a physician now for over twelve years, uh, we we haven't been able to provide preventative health um, to our patients because it's difficult. 
because of the way uh, our system is set up, uh, patients see conventional physicians like myself as someone they just go to if you know, something happens to them. So they just want a diagnosis, they come in and they leave. And I don't blame patients for this because uh, unfortunately the way our system is set up is we f- we feel rushed, the patients feel rushed. It's also fee-for-service. And it is fee-for-service. Right. So- and these days a lot of GPs are saying, bring me your one problem and that's it. And, and you'll have yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. And so oftentimes patients, and certainly you can't address preventive health with one problem, nothing against GPs. It's the way the system is set up as you, yeah. As you say, the system needs uh, to be augmented. We need some changes. We need to put the focus back on preventive health. Yeah. So uh, you, you uh, mentioned the, the conference, the Zilli Health Conference, next Saturday, June 3rd at the Vancouver Convention Center. You said you had a couple of tickets to give away? Yes, definitely. Ben- we have some tickets to give away, mainly because they, you know, this conference, we, we had to go with very little sponsorship. Uh, because it's not about product-based or fear-based prevention. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, patients are feeling very lost in where to seek prevention now. Um, because ultimately, I believe in this universal healthcare system. And, you know, prevention really just means education. It needs, it, it just means that we need to educate ourselves and take ownership of our own health. And who best to go to than your family doctor? But the problem is, I want the way our system works to change so that patients can go to their family doctors and they can before have the troubles issue. arise. Before the troubles arise. So if they have stress in their lives or having difficulty managing the stress, for example, yeah. that may be, and they and they're over fifty years of age, for example, and they may not have gotten the. Uh, shingles vaccine because they didn't exactly. know about it because yeah. they'd never heard about it. And yeah. so they're they're having some problems maybe with their children or the finances or their jobs or their relationships. They're very stressed and they end up getting shingles. Yeah, This is a perfectly preventable condition. It is. And, you know, and that's just part of health screening. I mean, that's only just one of the pillars. We talk about in Zilli Health, we talk about the six pillars of health. And, you know, the one pillar is this sort of the typical pillar that everybody thinks about, which is health screening, which is just information given to you so that you can care uh, for your health in the best evidence-based possible way you can with your healthcare providers. But then there are other pillars uh, that we in Vancouver are actually very good at. We're very good at physical activity. Uh, We're very good at the nutrition uh, and the food that we actually intake. Um, We are known as one of the healthiest cities in the world. Um, But then there is the other pillars such as connection um, and your social connections, the connections to your, your family, your friends, your physician, uh, your community, your surroundings, your spouse, your spouse, um, and we we if we had the time to talk about all that, uh, physicians actually are trained. You know, family practice residents that graduate from UBC are very well trained in seeking what their patients' connections are. It's just that we need to implement that within Absolutely. our system. Absolutely, you've got some great speakers next week, so. Uh, Kevin McLeod is one of them. Yes. He's speaking yes. there. Who else have you got? Uh, so we've got Kevin McLeod, who's an internist, who's going to talk about how to avoid the top four um, 
health conditions. We've got uh, uh, two family doctors on, uh, Dr. Nicole Berry, who's going to talk about aging parents and aging family members and what to do. Uh, we've got Dr. Jennifer Prince, who's a plastic surgeon, who's going to talk about uh, the truth and dangers of um, cosmetic surgery. So this is not just about beautification and, you know, seeing women, you know, when you think of women's health conferences, all you think about is diet and beauty. Uh, I would like to bosh that. Uh, Well, I'm bringing sex to the equation. (laughs) Yes, you are. So I'm actually speaking about sex for life. That's right. (laughs) At the end of the day. (laughs) And, you know, and at the end of the day, that's going to be um, speaking towards that connection um, pillar as well. Um, And then we have... phenomenal speaker who's a nurse and an executive coach, Kelly Bland, who's going to really talk about what is your purpose and what's the intention in your life. And that's another huge pillar that we we're going to focus on. Right, because we need purpose and we do in life. And yeah. that that's what gets people up in the morning. And that that can lead to a lot of troubles, especially men who maybe are having uh, issues at work or lose their job. Their, their job is so tied to their self-esteem and That's also right. societal pressures of being male, uh, being the provider, being, um, you know, being strong. Uh, so that's all associated um, with that. And, and, you know, things happen. Life happens and unemployment happens. And it can be, um, but men can take it pretty hard, a lot harder than women can take it because women don't have those societal pressures on them in the same way. Correct. And, and women drive the health care in, in families. Yeah, and that's why we're actually targeting women at this first conference. I know men are, some men are quite upset and they keep asking me, including my own husband, keeps asking me, so how come we don't, we're not talking about men? Because none of you will come and get any help for crying out loud. <laughs> and no, I always say, well, true. the women are the neck of the family. And if we have healthy women, we have healthy communities and they will push their men uh, to become healthy. And, and they can push their men, but you know what? Men have to listen. Men, you know, men have to take responsibility. I mean, I, I shouldn't have said that, but men have to take their own responsibility. It's time for men to appreciate and understand that it, they don't have to be afraid to go to their doctor. It's better to treat something early or to prevent something. Uh, that's another whole issue. And, and you're right. There probably should be a conference for men. Um, and it will be. I mean, Zeely Health is not just for women. It's for all. Right. And it, it's a way to bring prevention um, to the forefront of our healthcare system and really give back to uh, preventative health initiatives right. uh, across the nation. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for this. This is basically what I do. What I do is health prevention and promotion by educating, by raising these challenging subjects, these difficult subjects. People can take a look at themselves and think, oh, you know, I could prevent vaginal dryness, for example, or sexual pain or low sexual desire or problems in my marriage. It's basically talking about a health condition that affects 70 to 80 percent of women, vaginal atrophy or genitourinary syndrome of menopause. And there are so many treatments for that as well. And it's best to treat that early. So we have a new laser technology in our office, the Mona Lisa Touch, um, for women who are experiencing sexual pain and vaginal dryness. But, you know, a lot of women don't know about that. So um, so where can people get tickets to the event? So uh, if they go to www.zilihealth, uh, so Z-I-L-I-Health.com, 
and go on to the conference link. There will be tickets online uh, available, and it's very easy and very user-friendly. Fantastic. It'll be a great networking event. A lot of movers and shakers, I understand, are going to be there. Very much so, yes. But uh, all every woman is welcome, and uh, thank you so much for giving me some tickets to give out on the air. So if you want to win those tickets, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell, and uh, you can win those tickets. And also, you, I understand you have some angel tickets, and we're giving a, you're donating the proceeds are going to... So the proceeds are going to the two preventative health local uh, women's health initiatives, Sheway and Crabtree Corner. Fantastic. And all of them, actually. So. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Miriam, for you. joining me in the studio. And thanks for putting together this conference. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.